Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to another episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. As you know, you can visit us at ivyexec.com and also follow us on your favorite podcast platform. In today's episode, we wanted to circle back to an important topic, and that is navigating year-end challenges, strategies for managers to achieve year-end results, with our guest, Evan Tsivanakis, Certified Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. Evan is the author of Leading in VUCA Times, a capability manager with strong commercial experience, a strategic business consultant, and a university adjunct lecturer at the EU Business School. Evan leverages a unique blend of uh, empathetic understanding and strategic acumen to guide and mentor leaders towards unlocking their true leadership potential and navigating challenges with confidence and poise. Welcome, Evan. Wow, Alexander, I feel overwhelmed with your introduction. Very nice to be here. Thank you for the introduction and a pleasure to be with you and our um, audience today. So again, Alexander, thank you for for the introduction and hello everyone. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are. Uh, My name is Evan Zivarakis. I'm the author of the book, you know, here you are, Leading um, Leading in VUCA Times, a book that I actually wrote um, in 2020 and 2021, um, and I suppose it was one of the benefits of um, lockdowns. Uh, it gives you a chance to stay more homes, to stay more time at home and do the things that you never really had the chance to do, but you always wanted to do. So this is the book, Leading in Book of Times. You can find it on Amazon. So... Um, I come from a commercial background. Um, I was an employee after graduating. Uh, I, I studied in Switzerland and in the UK. And after my studies, you know, I uh, I was an employee. I became a manager. I became a director, and so on and so forth. And since 2017, beginning of 2017, I uh, in the field of professional training because I absolutely love developing people. I believe in an organizational setting is people, pers- uh, purpose, profit. So if you want to achieve profit, you need to have a purpose. If you want to have a purpose, you need to have good people. So um, I work with blue collar employees, with all sides of employees. I, co- I train them. Um, and, I, and I also work with white collar employees, with C-suites, with managers on coaching. I coach them and um, I help them through their specific challenge. So, um, you know, not only year-end challenges, today we we are here to talk about year-end challenges, but uh, I believe that since COVID and lockdowns, the face and the approach of management has changed. for different reasons. So if you're a manager today, um, you are dealing with a lot of things, managing uncertainty, performance problems, difficult employees, conflict management, communication, hiring decisions, 
letting sometimes employees go, preventing what we call brain drain, shaping company culture, absence of structure, well-being of employees, workforce diversity, burnout, you name it. Like, it is really challenging to be a manager nowadays. And on top of that, we also have the new breed of employees, which are, they want to be involved, they are opinionative, um, you know, they are, they are educated and all that. It's like, it's a totally different world when it comes to management nowadays. You know, our parents, my, my, my parents, you know, just a little bit, the previous generation, you know, they will work in the same company their whole life or they will have one job their whole life. But now people are changing jobs every, you know, two, three years. So as a manager, first of all, how do you handle all that pressure? And at the same time, how do you have a clear mind? And now we also have end of the year. And, you know, I see that a lot of companies that I am training right now, they are all, you know, some of them are reaching out to me and say, you know, our, uh, our budgets will be ready for next year or, you know, and see some budgets, a lot of budgets have been reduced and all that. So how can you as a manager handle all that? So you face, as a manager, you face a unique set of challenges. Now, of course, these challenges can vary based on the industry, organizational structure, and specific circumstances. But some common issues, some common challenges that managers face today are year-end deadlines. I work with a few managers right now, coach them throughout the year. So number one is year-end deadline. Managers often encounter increased pressure to meet year-end deadlines for projects, reports, and financial targets. So there is an urgency to close out the year successfully, which can lead to heightened stress. So the first thing is um, year-end deadline. The second is budget constraints. Many organizations operate, as you probably know, on an annual budget. And as the year comes to a close, managers may need to navigate tight budget constraints, which means this can require strategic decision-making to allocate resources smartly and effectively. So how do you do that? Another thing is performance evaluation. Year-end is typically a time for performance evaluations and goal assessments. So managers must provide you know, constructive feedback to their team members, set new objectives for the upcoming year, and ideally align individual goals with business priorities. Another one that I see quite a lot, especially at the end of the year, is employee burnout. And this might happen to you as well, by the way, especially if 
you are what I call a sandwich manager, a middle manager. Somebody that needs to manage below, but also repart above. So how can you manage that those responsibilities? How can you balance the balance, right? So employee burnout. The year-end rush, holidays, need to buy gifts, time off, year-end as well. This might contribute to increased workloads leading to employee burnout. So as a manager, you shall be mindful of your team's well-being, fostering a healthy work environment, but also you shall be mindful of your health here, of your well-being. Another one is, and you can see that a lot, especially if you are a manager in the FMB, in the FMB sector, in the food and beverage sector, is holiday scheduling. You know, managing team schedules during the holiday season can be challenging. Another one, it could be client and stakeholder expectations. You know, external stakeholders, sometimes clients, sometimes customers, Sometimes they often have year-end expectations. So how can you meet them? Team morale and motivation. And you also have market. Don't forget the external factors. Changes in the market, unexpected events can impact year-end planning. So as a manager, how can you stay agile and be prepared to adjust strategies in, respo in response to external influences. And we really live, you know, in a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. So many geopolitical events, Israel, Ukraine, mass migration, and all that. So how as a manager at the end of the year handle all that pressure? The answer is, and I don't really like the answer, but the answer is it depends. And you know, in, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of um, questions in life in general, the best answer is depends because it depends on the structure of the company. It depends on the culture of the company. Now, but at the end of the year, perform performance reviews must be done, right? But the 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 KPIs okay on and OKRs should have happened at the start of the year, so now we can reflect back and see what it was achieved. So the answer is, you should have an annual performance review. But. The key here is, you know, when you are creating, and you know, I suppose when you are creating a strategy and you are setting the goals for the year, and this is what we want to achieve for the next 12 months and all that. Now you reflect back and see this was achieved, this was not achieved, what are we going to do, and so on and so forth. And you see, in, 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 in uncertain times, people need 
to see where are we going. In order to retain a good employee, the good employee needs to know what do we want to achieve, and a good employee needs to know that this is where the company is, and this is where we want to be in one or two years down the line. So people need hope. People need hope. And the best thing that you can do as a manager, if you really want to retain your smart, your good employees, is to give them hope. And how do you give them hope? You give them hope by having a vision for the company. And I know sometimes we, in uncertain times, you cannot really have, you don't really know, you might not know where the company is going to be in five years' time but at least in one year time or two years time or at least six months. Because good people, they need to see that we are here and this is where we go and these are the steps on how to achieve that. So, and you know, as I said, people need hope because a lot of people after COVID and with lockdowns and all of that, they really question themselves, you know, what am I doing in this company? Am I progressing? How can I progress? Am I part of the big picture? And so on and so forth. Yeah. But he, uh, but annual performance reviews, it, it shall be a must, really, irrespective of um, the size of the company. And then, but again, you see, sometimes performance reviews go wrong because they are negative. And, you know, a performance review is not a coaching session. A performance review is, is as simple as that. This was your target. This is what you have achieved. What are we going to do? And this is how you do performance review. This is how you set the tone at the beginning of the year. This is your target. This is what happens if you reach it. This is what happens if you don't. And this is not a threat, by the way. Huh? I'm, just, I'm just saying very bluntly. If you reach your target, you will... Achieve, you will get extra, I don't know, 5% of the company's profit. If you don't, you don't. It's not a threat, but people need to know what they will get and what they will miss out if they don't reach the target. And don't misunderstand empathy with being soft. You need to be a strong manager. You know, empathy, it doesn't mean feeling sorry for your staff. Empathy means understanding and knowing their life, understanding and knowing their careers and putting them into the right role and know what's going on in their life so you can manage them appropriately. Don't you know, sometimes you need to be, you know, a leadership is very much situational. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, you need to know how to wear different hats according to the situation you are in. Sometimes you need to be soft, and sometimes you need to take control and be directive and tell people what to do. I'll give you an example. A pilot, a captain in an aircraft is a leader, right? He's responsible for 300 people, and he has a co-pilot with him. He's responsible for the crew, for the operations, for the safety, for the full flight. Well, if that's what something goes wrong and is in a risky situation, 
he's not going to sit back and say, what do you think, because he's co-pilot, what do you think we should do? Because he doesn't have time. He has one, two minutes to act. So during crisis, he needs to take control and tell, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing the flap, you're doing this switch. You're communicating with the, with the, with the, uh, with the, a flight tower, I'm doing this, we're doing that. So he needs to give direction and he needs to be very directive and, and he needs to take control of the situation and he needs to be very authoritative because the situation demands to. So a good manager knows how to adapt and adjust to the situation accordingly. So at the end of the year to go back is how do you create how do you create a year-end strategy? Um, first of all, you need to understand the landscape. You need to understand, you need to have a good understanding of the current of your current of the company that you work for, organizational landscape. Reflect on the goals set at the beginning of the year and assess the progress made so far. And you will be surprised. A lot of managers, when you ask them, what is the target for your department? What is the target for the company? They have no idea. They absolutely have no idea. They just work and live by month by month. So you need the first thing you need to do, you need to understand the landscape that you are in. The second thing is, if you are the, a decision maker, a manager who is a decision maker, because you have a lot of managers out there who are just managers day to day, but they are not decision makers. So if you are a decision maker as a manager, you need to set clear objectives. You know, we became too soft with people. You know, when I was a manager, I was really hard but I'm very human and people love to work for me because I, I, I was very hard, but I understand what they need. I knew my people. Do you know your people? What do I know? What do I mean? Do you know their personal challenges? Do you know what they are going through right now? Do you know if they're going through a divorce? Do you know if they have a financial problem? Do you know how is their family life? Do you know what they like? Do they, do they do you know their hobbies? If you know your people inside out, you know how to manage them. Because you can tell them the things that they need and want to hear. If I have an employee that is very career focused, I will set him a plan, I will involve him in projects. And if he achieves what we agree, he will get that promotion because I am giving him what he wants. But if on the other side, I have an employee who is, you know, a great guy, great girl, but they're not really career focused, you know, as long as they do the job, I'm fine. I'm keeping them there. Hi, good morning. Hi, good night every day. And I'm happy. They are happy. So do you know your people? Do you know what motivates them? Do you know what drives them? Do you know why they work with you? So the other thing that you do is you need to set clear objectives. The cornerstone 
of any effective strategy is setting clear objectives. And the old school, smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goes a long way. What are the specific outcomes you aim to achieve maybe by the end of the year? Because what I say now, you can adjust obviously to the end of the year or for the next year. So set clear objectives. The other thing that you can do, number three, is to prioritize tasks and to allocate resources effectively. Let's talk about this for a minute. What I used to do, break down my objectives into manageable tasks, then prioritize these tasks based on their impact on the overall organizational or department goal. So, objectives, tasks to achieve these objectives, then prioritize A, B, C, D. And please remember that not all tasks are created equal. Some may be critical to success, while others may be secondary. Therefore, you allocate resources, both human and material, accordingly. Another thing that you can do is, do you have a contingency plan? You know, we really live in a very volatile world. Supply chain has been disrupted. People, difficult to hire, difficult to retain employees. So in the unpredictable world of business, I believe that, that contingency planning is crucial. So how do you do that? You anticipate potential challenges that may arise during the year end and also maybe next year if you can. What could stop the successful execution of our strategy? What can we do? What is our plan B? Having contingency plans in place will enable you to navigate unforeseen obstacles without derailing the entire operation. Maybe you need to, if you want to hire more people, better people, maybe you need to, to hire another recruiter. But maybe it's taking you a long time to put advertisement, to interview, and to hire people. So your contingency plan should be to partner up with hiring companies that have a database of employees that you're looking for. And another thing that you can do is to have a dynamic and adaptive approach. Not only for end of the year, you know, a company strategy, what do we want to achieve in the next 
months, three months, six months, one year. It is not a static document, you know. It is not something you're going to write on the board in your office. It should be dynamic. People should breathe. You should be able to get the buy-in from your stakeholders. And also, it should be adaptive. You know, circumstances change. So be prepared to revisit and adjust your strategy. Flexibility, I believe, is key to ensure that your strategy depends on the level of, if you're a middle manager, high manager, you know, high, middle manager, C-suite, or if you're running your own business, flexibility is key. Ensuring your strategy remains effective in the face of evolving challenges. And you need strategy, and you also need company culture. Company culture. As we say, culture eats strategy for breakfast. What is company culture? How do we get things here? How do we communicate to people the value of the company and all that? Is it toxic? Or do you have a really healthy company culture? Or is a culture of toxicity, backstabbing, um, gossip, and all that? And, you know, leadership. This is how, you know, culture and flows from the top. Really, you cannot have a good company culture if the senior leadership doesn't have it. Your department, if you're a middle manager, don't expect to have a good company culture if you don't create it. You know, leadership is like one of those chocolate fountains you see when you go to weddings. It flows from the top. So if everything is right at the top, it functions, it flows. This is how culture is. It flows from the top. Whatever comes from the top, it will go through to the whole of organization. If you, want, if you have a time management problem with your people, it means you have a time management problem. So it is really, you know, when it comes to leadership and management is the back, as we used to say in the UK, the back stops with you. You are responsible for the culture and the strategy of your company, of your department, of your people. And really, we live, we live in, 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 in very um, uh, challenging times. You know, team performance, how do you, how can you optimize team performance? Well, for me, if you really want to get the best out of, the best out of people is communication. I believe communication is the hallmark of an effective leader, is the lifeblood of any team. Clearly communicate expectations, clearly communicate goals, clearly communicate timelines. You know, foster an open and a transparent communication culture where team members feel 
comfortable expressing their ideas, expressing their concerns. Let them communicate with you. Even if you know that their ideas are stupid, even if you know you don't have the budget to, all, to do what they are telling you to do, at least pretend you are listening. <laughs> Let them talk. They, it's a way to make people feel involved. If you had, if your, your, your end of the year um, targets was to achieve X sales, X revenue, X headcount, people, look at the data. What have you achieved? If this was your target. You have, maybe your target was to expand in five countries and you expanded in three. Then you need to analyze. What resources do I need? What do I need to do? What I failed? You need to discuss with the people involved in the process and all that. So you need to look at the data. Numbers don't lie. Look at the data. You know the biz your business, your department better than I do. You need to look at the data. And as far as I'm, I'm aware, you know, most companies survive on sales. You know, everybody has to sell something to survive, a product or a service. So look at your sales. How, what was your target? How much have you achieved? Are you happy with, you're not happy with, what went wrong? What are the lessons you learned? What are the, you know, according to your budget, what is your competition doing? Uh, look at the industry, look at the country you're operating in, look at your region and make the decision to see if you're happy or not. And then what can you do? You need to adjust. Are you happy? Okay, let's go continue. I'm not happy or I need to, you know, reduce budget, increase budget, hire this person, fire this person, do this training and on and so on and so forth. So effective communication is really the lifeblood of any team. Regular team meetings, one-on-one -on -one check ins provide opportunities for clarification and ensures everyone is on the same page. Now, if you look a little bit at building resilience and managing stress during year-end challenges, I suppose one tip that I can give is Look, you can do a lot of things, uh, but I like to do two things. Number one, flexible work arrangements to manage stress. First of all, look, I don't believe in work-life balance. I don't believe in this because if you really like what you do, you don't see your work as work. So I don't, I don't understand this work-life balance. Okay, I understand that some of you know a lot of people we have work and sometimes we want to switch off and uh, you know watch our sports, spend time with family. I don't reply to emails after six, I work nine to six. Fine, I respect that. So you need to know yourself. You need to know yourself, you need to be self-aware of what kind of person you are and what do you like to do. 
And uh, I was watching an interview last night about, um, uh, you know, I was just before I before I slept, and um, it was an actor, and he, 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 you know, a mature guy in, in around 60, 65, very famous actor, and he says, I don't feel like I work. He says, you put me to, he's like, yeah, you know, you put me to act and to, to do my work, you know, 24 hours a day, I will do it. He said, I don't feel like, he says, I'm 60 and I feel like I'm 20 years old. And he's like, I really enjoy what we do. And I could not imagine myself doing anything else in my life. And so when it comes to manage stress during end of the year, I, 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 two things um, for, for me is flexible work arrangements. If it's feasible, consider offering yourself and your people flexible work arrangements, um, allow team members to adjust their work hours or provide options for remote work um, can really contribute significantly to stress reduction. Um, and this flexibility recognize the diverse needs of your team members and supports their well-being because at the end of the day, I don't really care where my people are working from as long as they execute the tasks that they're supposed to do in the prearranged deadline that we have both agreed. Obviously, you cannot work remotely if you are a doctor or you're managing nurses or if you are... Uh, you know, you have a fleet of uh, taxis and you're managing taxi drivers. I understand that, but you get the point. So flexible work arrangements can work very well. And uh, the other thing I do is I celebrate progress and I celebrate achievements. I like to create a positive momentum within companies because momentum creates momentum. I believe that action creates action and if i'm an employee in a company and i see that things are happening in the company the company is going places i want to be part of this journey so i like to celebrate progress so celebrate not only the end goals but also the progress made along the way. Acknowledge and celebrate small victories and milestones reached during the year end period. Because this will boost morale, resilience, creating a positive atmosphere within the team. And again, action creates action. Alexander, do we have any other questions? Uh, yes. Uh, so the next question says, uh, what are likely to be main challenges of a young manager that is just starting? Beautiful question. Beautiful question because uh, I got my first managerial position when I was 25 years old in the UK, and I was the youngest, all my subordinates were older. So 
Um, it's challenging because you kind of, you need to prove yourself, if you know what I mean, okay? Um, so, what is the, sometimes the challenge, huh? The first-time managers, often, they find it difficult to transition, yeah, from being a friend or colleague to being a superior, to being a manager, all while maintaining positive personal relationships and gaining respect. So leading former peers is a challenge. Um, another one could be balancing the new workload. Now, as a new, as a first-time manager, young manager, new manager, you should learn to be a leader while at the same time, you are still being a productive employee yourself. So you need time management, what you need to learn, stress management, relationship management. Maybe you also need to learn industry-specific expertise. Actually, it's one of my favorites and one of the subjects I teach, I work with a lot of first-time managers in my one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one coaching uh, because I really believe in the young managers, in the new managers. And if we want to change, if we want to make the world of work better, educating new managers is beautiful work. Because, you know, sometimes older managers, they think they know it all.